Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back and better than ever. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Delighted you are there. Uh, you can follow us and hit me up on Twitter, on threads, and on Instagram at ESPN Greedy on all of those. And I'm going to continue to call it Twitter. I, I just am not getting used to X. Is that is that something that is ever we're ever going to get used to? Like at some point, will we just casually say X? I doubt it. Hit me up I on doubt X. It. It doesn't lend itself. It's not a word. Like it's just a letter. Yes. Like hit hit me up on L. Like there's no letter that. Yeah, I don't like it. So so hit me up on Twitter, on Threads, on Instagram at ESPN Greeny. We have a lot to talk about. In the meantime, so many things I want to get to. I've got unsolicited advice. We're going to pick games uh, with who you got in this hour. We're going to do. We defended Hembo's honor. I got props too. I got already today. Hembo's got props. We've got to get to all of that. But very quickly, for those of you just joining us, let me give you today's green list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, my top five takeaways from last night's season opener, Lions-Chiefs. I'm going to go through these quickly. We did them in much greater length a little bit earlier today. Number five. Dan Campbell is awesome. I don't know if he's the best coach in the NFL or not, but he's my favorite. I would like to play for that guy. His team resembles him. They're built in his image. He is one of the easiest people to root for in the sport. I am a huge fan of Dan Campbell. And faking a punt on the second drive of the season inside your own 20 is one of the great cojones moves we've ever seen. Number four. Jared Goff is not great, but he's good enough to win the NFC. I believe that team is going to be right there at the end in the NFC. I don't think Jared Goff could win the AFC. I don't think he could win any division in the AFC. But I think he could be the second best quarterback in the NFC, which takes says a lot more about the conference than it says about him. So is he great? I don't think so. Is he good enough for them to get to the Super Bowl? I think he is. Number three. Uh, the Chiefs need a receiver. I, I don't know. I mean, to Travis, counting on Travis Kelsey coming back at the age of 34, having sustained an injury in a walkthrough two days before the season started, and solving all of your problems. I don't think that's realistic. They're going to need Kadarius Toney or um, what's the kid from Western Michigan? Sky Moore or or Justin Ross or uh, Rasheed Rice or some combination of all of them to play huge. Valdez Scantling they have as well. I'm not sure that's good enough in the AFC for them to get through and get back to the Super Bowl, which is the only thing that matters. Number two. Having said that, I feel like every single big play in the game last night goes the other way if Kelsey and Jones are there. Every one of those throws that got dropped last night, including the pick six, would have been to Kelsey, and he would have caught all of them. So maybe I am overreacting. What can I tell you? I'm a professional overreactor. Number one. And then number one, speaking of that, lose the music. Patrick Mahomes is the best I've ever seen. He is by no means the greatest quarterback of all time. He's got a long way to go before we can call him that. But can we call him the best quarterback I've ever seen? Yes. Prior to him, the best quarterbacks I've seen in my 50 years watching the sport are in no particular order Dan Marino, who had the best arm I've ever seen, John Elway, who I thought was the best combination of physical talent and everything else, plus all the quarterback stuff, and then Aaron Rodgers, who I thought took it to an even bigger level than Elway. I think this guy's better. I think his apex, his peak, him right now, he's playing the position better than it's ever been played. How about that for a statement? Patrick Mahomes, right this minute, is playing the position of quarterback better than it's ever been played. Is that too much? I don't think so at all. Patrick, every single year, 
Patrick Mahomes has not played a road playoff game yet. Mm-hmm. Like if Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, you are almost guaranteed to factor into who wins the championship in every season. He is the only person in the world that you can say that about mm. for 10 or 12 years. Now, let me stop you. Let me stop you. I don't know that he's the only person you could say that. about. Who's the other? I think there are others who you could say that about. You don't think that as long as Josh Allen is the quarterback in Buffalo, they factor into the conversation? No. They've been a one-conference championship game. But right now, you don't project them for the next 10 years to be uh, one of the major significant contenders because he's there? Same with Burrow, same with Jalen Hurts? No. You don't think a great quarterback, you think Mahomes is that much better than those guys that none of them... I'm not asking this well. I believe... That all these guys, all these great quarterbacks, in the same way that Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady, every year if you have that guy, you have a chance. I don't think Mahomes is the only guy I'd say that about right now. I I steadfastly disagree. All those quarterbacks that you named are great. But Patrick Mahomes is, as you like to call, he's an immortal. Like He is LeBron James. Like The differential between LeBron and the next best player in a given season in his prime you know, might not have been so great. But over a durable period of time, what I know for sure is that every year, his team is going to be one of the last ones standing. Patrick Mahomes is an immortal. There's great quarterbacks in the league right now. But we shouldn't use this time in which there are so many great young quarterbacks to lump them all together. No, this, this guy's on an island by himself. Patrick Mahomes is a singular talent in the game of football right now. And I think comparing him to anyone else is unfair to his talent. All right. I, 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 so, I agree enough with what you're saying that I won't push back too hard, particularly because I want to get to some other things here. Don't miss ESPN's College Game Day live from Tuscaloosa tomorrow morning and then at 7 Eastern tomorrow night. It's as big a college game as we're going to have all year long. It's Bama. It's Texas. The game is on ESPN. All right, time for our next order of business, and that's unsolicited advice. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. All right, my unsolicited advice today is for Sean Payton, the coach of the Denver Broncos, who I think is a great coach. And I was thinking about this a lot, and then I saw Peyton Manning on McAfee yesterday. So our buddy McAfee is now on ESPN. You can watch him every afternoon. And he has Peyton Manning on yesterday, and Peyton is talking about what Sean Payton's got to get right with Russell Wilson. That's not who Russell is. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. He has his own unique style, just like Drew Brees did. And I think Sean Payton has, look, he's coordinator for the Giants. He coached Romo with the Cowboys. He knows how to coach different type quarterbacks. He's going to put Russell in the position to be the best Russell can be. He's not going to ask him to be Drew Brees and, and do those type of things. And so that's what great coaches do. And, and so Russell's going to be more comfortable this year doing some of the things that he used to do in Seattle. You know, Sean Payton's going to put his players in the best position. So that's why I think Russell will be more comfortable. It might not be right away. Like I said, it won't be perfect, I think, in week one against the Raiders, but I see him getting better throughout the season. Okay, I, I, I loved that take from Peyton, and here's my unsolicited advice for Sean Payton. I know you think that your mandate is just to win a Super Bowl however you want to do it, but you must not treat Russell Wilson like the disposable piece the rest of the world has turned him into overwhelmingly the best case scenario for Sean Payton going forward is that he maximizes Russell Wilson. They've given up everything for him. They've given up their draft for the next two years and they're paying him a trillion dollars. They are cap strong and draft strong without Russell Wilson or with Russell Wilson, but they need a great quarterback. Russell Wilson has shown you over the years he has that in him. 
So don't try and turn him into Drew Brees. And if he can't be Drew Brees, then say, I'm throwing him out like yesterday's newspaper and I'm putting in Jared Stidham. You need to make Russell Wilson an effective player. You need to design an offense. He can run. You need to make it work with Russell Wilson. Because if it doesn't, your team is going to be bad for a while. I get that you'll survive that and he won't, but that's not the goal here. Yes, if he proves he just can't play at all anymore, that is a different conversation. But we're a long way from that. He's been too good to suddenly be this bad. So my unsolicited advice to Sean Payton, who is a guy I like and admire a lot, is make it work with Russell Wilson unless it is absolutely impossible because the alternative to that himbo is a disaster. A hundred percent. I don't have any idea why people are talking about Jared Stidham as likely playing this year because Russell Wilson is going to be benched. That's not, that is not even on the list of options. Russell Wilson is going to be the Broncos quarterback this year and next year. It is nearly impossible to get rid of him. His contract is impenetrable. Why else would you bring in Sean Payton? Sean Payton identified that as a situation where he could go and go win, in part because there was a quarterback there who played 10 years at a Hall of Fame level. I think the, the, the notion that his, his job assignment is to go there and win regardless of who the quarterback is is completely erroneous. If he can't make it Russ, uh, work with Russell Wilson there, he won't make it work there, period. Erroneous. Erroneous. Which is a line I really like. Greeny live from the seaport brought to you by Grey Goose. You can watch this program on the ESPN app. Just click on watch, look for hashtag Greeny, and enjoy. All right, Mr. Trivia Question. I got one for you today. I don't know how Joe Fortenbaugh is going to feel about all of this. God. But I have a trivia question for you. And here it comes. Of all the sporting events you might buy a ticket for this coming weekend, particularly the football, of all the football games being played this weekend, which one do you think is selling the most expensive ticket? What do you think the most expensive ticket is to go to a football game this weekend? Hold that thought. I'll answer the question next. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio. Erroneous. Erroneous on both counts. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Wiping away the blues on this football Friday. Do you know why I said it that way? You have no idea who this is singing? No. Have you ever heard of the Blues Brothers? Yeah. That's, um, 
I've seen that movie, actually. Okay. I'm stunned. The toast that burned uh, out. This is from that. Anyway, uh, the, or, or this is them, anyway. The Blues Brothers, they did this on Saturday Night Live. This is how they became iconic. Anyway, let mm. me not sidetrack myself even more than I already have. So I asked you before, what do you think is the most expensive football ticket you can buy this weekend? You know what it is? I'm going to guess. you mind if I guess? Go. I think you're trying to trick me, so I'm not going to guess an NFL game. It's not. I'm going to guess Texas-Alabama. It, uh, well, it's actually Colorado-Nebraska is more expensive than any week one NFL game. I should have phrased it that way. Texas-Alabama might actually be more expensive. I haven't checked that. The stat that I have here is that Colorado-Nebraska tickets are more expensive than any week one NFL game that otherwise can be described as the Deion Sanders effect. What that guy has done to college football in one short week is just incredible. And I got news for you. They're for real. That's what the sport is now. College football 3.0 equals get a bunch of good players in the transfer portal. The fact that you had one win last year doesn't mean a thing. This is unlimited free agency with no salary cap. His team is legit. I'm not telling you they're going to go to the final four, but I am telling you they're going to beat all the bad teams they play. I think they're going to win this weekend, and the hype is only going to continue to build. Have you seen the number on this game? Again, Colorado hosting this game, like you said, against Nebraska. Nebraska um, played Minnesota last week and it just got awful. And game. got killed, yeah. Have you seen the number? Uh, they didn't get killed, right? They lost a close game. Yeah, it was a close I game. With the got, high I know they lost. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm trying to guess from the way you're asking me this question. I'm going to guess Colorado is a four point favorite. It's only three. Okay. And 95 percent of the public handle is on Colorado. Oh, that's bad. I'm telling you this. Oof. I'm telling you this. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. I'm not a zigger. I'm a zagger. I am not willing to lose my hard-earned money on Colorado this weekend. I am not. I know it com- it's completely contrary to every piece of conventional wisdom that we would possibly imagine having just watched that last weekend. Don't bet on Colorado. Take Nebraska. Take Nebraska on the, uh, maybe on the money line, but certainly with the points because everyone else is going to do the opposite. Vegas is not going to lose millions of dollars on people betting on Colorado this weekend. If they were, that number would be like 9 or 10. They're only a field goal favorite at home. After doing that last weekend, it's an extremely smelly line. Okay, I like it. I, I, I think it is spicy. I'm with you on that one. But one way or another, folks are excited about it. And he's the primary reason why. Having given us that, give us a few more. You, got to, I, you told me you have a couple of prop bets that you think we would find interesting here. Before we do our picks here with who you got a little bit later, give me a couple of props. These are all courtesy of our friends at Caesar Sportsbook. Greeny, I am playing the 49ers under 21.5 points against Pittsburgh on Sunday. Pittsburgh was 8-2 and two last year and allowed less than 17 points a game when T.J. Watt plays. I say the 49ers score 21 points or fewer on Sunday. What say you? I, I totally agree. I like Pittsburgh and the money line in that game. What can I get on that? I know that are they a two and a half point underdog? Yes. I right. love the Steelers in that game. I think they win. I think they're a better team. And the 49ers, the world is in love with the 49ers. I think their best quarterback is on their bench and the best quarterback in this game is on the other team. This whole idea that somehow Brock Purdy has now emerged as a star and Kenny Pickett is a guy who's lucky to have his job is just ludicrous. One of them was a first-round pick, and his name is Kenny Pickett. So I like the Steelers in that game, and I do like the under. I am playing um, – this is a game in New England. I'm playing Mac Jones under twenty. Uh, excuse me, 228.5 passing yards against Philly. Philly. The Philly pass rush is way, way better 
than what the New England offensive line can do. Riley Reef was supposed to be their right tackle. He's injured, so they're already going in shorthanded. If there is a weakness on the Eagles, it will be the run defense. I think Belichick's going to turn this not into a drop-back game for Mac Jones. They're going to run it 30 times, and Mac Jones is going to be fewer than 228 and a half passing yards. I totally agree with that one, too. I think that, among the other things, no one has ever been better, ever, at complementary football than Bill Belichick. And I think he looks at this game and says, my strength, my chance of winning this game is to shorten it. I think he wants this to be as short a game as he can possibly have because you give Jalen Hurts too many shots to hit those two receivers, you get yourself in a lot of trouble. So I totally agree with you. I like the under I, I like the under on that passing yards. What's the total on that game? Uh, stand by. I, I mean, I like the whole number being low, unless Philly scores a lot of points. I think New I think England's 45. chance of 45. I think New England's chance of winning that game is 21-20. I do not think their chance of winning that game is 33-27. to 100%. Yeah, so I like that one too. Give me one more. I'm playing Anthony Richardson, the Colts rookie quarterback, over 45.5 rushing yards against Jacksonville. We know there's no Jonathan Taylor. We know he can break off a 45-yard run just like that. And remember, in the NFL, as as we know, but I'll serve as the reminder— Sacks don't count against your rushing yards. He's going to run the ball 10, 12, 15 times. He's going to scramble a lot because I'm guessing he's not going to be protected well and they're not going to be pass happy at all. I think he breezes past 45 and a half rushing yards in that game. We're making you some money today, my friends. I like that one too. And remember, if you were listening to this show yesterday, we gave you the Lions money line. We gave you the under yesterday. These are Hembo crunching the numbers more than anything else. There's no gut feelings involved in all of this. Gut feelings are always wrong. Just ask me. So, but I like that one too. It scares me that I like that one as much as I do. That feels like a very low number to me. Who is, who is projected to be their leading rusher on that team? Like, <laughs> is there a running back on the Colts who has a higher number than that? I can't imagine. That? I'll pull that up, though. I, I, I don't even know. Who is their backup running back? Like, oh, he isn't the backup anymore. Jonathan Taylor, is it? I don't even know who their running back is. I, whoever it is, it's Anthony Richardson, I think, should lead that team in rushing. I think he's likely to lead that team in rushing. It's going to be Zach Moss. As RB1 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In, right. uh, in Indianapolis. I think. Is, Anthony, is there an over under on him? I'll or? pull that up now. Okay, don't worry about it. You have one more prop for us? Or was that it? it? Okay, I like those three. So we are giving you, and I like all of these, we're giving you the over on the rushing total for Anthony Richardson. We are giving you the under on the passing yards for Mac Jones. And we are giving you the under on the point total for San Francisco. At Pittsburgh, those are the picks. I will do my Who You Got picks coming up a little later. Meanwhile, I am really, really looking forward to this. They are who we thought they were. Playoffs? Playoffs? You kidding me? You kidding me? Hello? You play to win the game. Rant of the day. All right, the rant of the day comes from probably the greatest ever sports talk ranter, and that is Chris the Mad Dog Russo. So you all know Mad Dog all across the country now. Of course, he was a New York radio icon. But now, of course, he has his channel on Sirius XM, and you see him in there with Stephen A. every week. And so he sort of had a renaissance as a media superstar. And there has never been anyone who could rant like Chris Russo can rant. And when he does, it is a combination always of insightful and freaking hilarious. So I'm hoping this is going to be that. I haven't heard it, so we're going to hear it together. This is 59 seconds of Chris Russo. Apparently, he's not happy with Sunday Ticket. So the NFL Sunday Ticket has moved to YouTube TV, right? That's right. So that's instead of Direct TV. Yes, that's right. So it used to be you had. So you can still get it on. So you, 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 no, no, oh, no. So, so I watch Red Zone on my cable. Me too. 
But but that's different from this. That's different than this. This is Sunday Ticket where you can watch all of every game anytime mm-hmm. you want to. Okay, so that has moved to YouTube TV. Chris Russo is not happy about it. The idea now, folks, that I am going to switch my lifestyle and my football viewing because the NFL is on YouTube TV, I'm not doing it, okay? I'm not getting rid of my television sets. I'll read books. And forget the college. Uh, I mean, there is so much college football on. Uh, I am not buying any uh, service to get more college football games. I get 30 games on the weekend as it is. But the idea now that because they're on YouTube, I got to get a guy in here, take the service out, get another service, learn how to do it, change the remotes, get a smart. I'm not doing it. I've lasted this long without a computer, I've, uh, so I've never been hacked. I, 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 I am not going to go change my life because some NFL, because the Seahawks and Rams are on YouTube TV. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to go change my life around so I can sit on my ass for 10 hours every Sunday and watch the games. Oh, that's magnificent. That is everything I was hoping it would be and more. Oh, that is as good as it could possibly. He doesn't own a computer. I've lasted this long without a computer. That's magnificent. Can, 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 we, can we? I think we can tell this story about our experience with Chris Russo uh. on the book tour. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of, the Talk Shop Live. Right? Okay, so we did a Talk Shop Live, which is, I had never done it or heard of it before, but when Hembo <laughs> and I had our book coming out, Got Your Number, this spring, you do something called Talk Shop Live, where it, it is like a lengthy conversation and it is meant to promote a book. And it's extremely popular. All the big writers do it. I, I, was, I was told this is something you really want to do, and we did. And they said the best case is here is you invite someone to come on with you, and we thought, let's get Chris Russo on, which he did. And he was wonderful, and we endlessly appreciate it. But he had to log in to something to do this with us. We sat and watched Chris Russo... First call over his wife, Jeannie, and then they had to call over their son to try and get on. And we were sort of like up against the clock because this was like a talk show. It was going on right at a given time. I think it was 7 p.m., but it doesn't really matter what time it was. At that moment, this thing was going up. And I'm telling you, Chris was on that computer for at least an hour trying to get logged in and couldn't do it. Jeannie came over, couldn't do it. Son came over trying to do it and was yelling at them like crazy. It was it was the definition of parents of my generation dealing with a son, with a child of my kids and Chris's kids. So I completely sympathized with him, although I myself was able to get into Talk Shop Live. It literally was as simple as here's a click, here's a link, click on it. He couldn't do it. So when, when, they, when they made up the expression, I mean, the beginning of this is so incredibly funny. The idea now, folks, that I am going to switch my lifestyle and my football viewing <laughs> because the NFL is on YouTube TV. I'm not doing it, okay? I'm not getting rid of my television sets. I'll read books. I'll read, read books. That's my favorite line. I need that as a separate. I'll read books. I'll read books. I, I didn't even notice. I like getting rid of my television set. I'm getting rid of my, I'm not getting rid of my television Listen, I'm not. Listen, I'm not getting rid of my television sets. I'll read books 
I'm not getting rid of them because the NFL wants me to watch Seattle and the Rams. I'll read books. I'll read books. I don't recall anyone saying you need to get rid of your TV. Get rid of your 1955 TV. television set. This has not been properly explained to no, exactly right. But also, I, I, can, I can vouch. Like, this is not performative because when I go into the green room before he goes on first take, He's reading USA Today yeah, the paper. with an applicant. He is reading genuine. USA Today and he's reading the actual paper <laughs> copy of it. It's priceless. Okay, we'll do who you got and a whole lot more to finish it up today. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. I've lasted this long without a computer. I'll read books. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We'll get to who you got in just a minute. But first, we have to revisit a place that we spent a few minutes at the beginning of the show today. For those of you who are just joining us, we are having what is being known as Greeny the Sleepover on Monday night for the Jets and Bills, the monster Monday night matchup. When people have been asking me if I want to go to the game, I just don't want to go to the game because I have to be at work very early the following morning. And it takes a good hour at least, if not more than that, to get home after a game from that stadium. So I can either go to sleep at 11.30 and get up at 4.30, or I can go to sleep at 1 o'clock and get up at 4.30. So I'm going to watch the game at my house. So we have in my in our building that we live in, there's like a room you can reserve that has like a large screen. It's like a screening room. And so Stacey and I have reserved that room, and we've invited anyone who wants to come over to watch the game with us to come. We'll order in a bunch of food. We'll all watch the game. Right, Bubba? It sounds like fun. Sounds great. Damian Woody lives way out in New Jersey, and he's doing the show the following morning, but I wanted him to, to uh, be included. So I said, D. Wood, I've got two empty bedrooms because I have a room for my son, a room for my daughter. My daughter has her own apartment. My son is in Europe uh, for his semester abroad. So I said, D. Wood, sleep over. So he's sleeping over. So everyone thinks it's hilarious that D. Wood is sleeping over, so we're calling it the sleepover. So I said to Hembo, you know, you too live out in New Jersey. You're welcome to come. Hang out, watch the game with us. You can sleep in the other bedroom, and then you can come to work in the morning, and you won't have your long commute in in the morning. And Hembo said, I'll come, but I'm still going to go to sleep early. I'm going to sleep before the game begins, but I'll come over and I'll sleep in the room. And I said to him, what could possibly give you the impression that this invitation was just to come over to go to sleep? The idea was to have an invitation for you to come and spend the evening having fun with all these people that you know and watching a monster football game. So what could possibly have given you the impression that just coming over and going to sleep in Nikki's room at 8 o'clock was part of the program here? The name of the event. The The sleepover? The sleepover. So you offered dinner, which I will gladly enjoy with you. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. When you were a little kid, did you ever have a sleepover? I did, but rarely. Well, that's I can, clear. I, I can see that. But even on the, in the very rare occasion in which you had a sleepover, mm-hmm. what's the one thing you definitively did not do at a sleepover? I wet the bed till I was 12. No, no, no. And so that's why I rarely that's did that. that <laughs> you asked me a straightforward question, and I provided you an honest answer. Well, every now and again, we strike gold with these questions, and we don't intend to. The actual answer I was looking for was sleep. 
which is to say the one thing a sleepover does not usually include is sleep. I have been a dad of two young kids recently, enough to know that whenever they have friends sleeping over, you got to go in there like seven times and tell them, okay, it's time to go to sleep now. And they never do. There's no sleeping going on at a sleepover. So when I invite you for this sleepover, let me ask you a question. Is the real reason you don't want to do this because you are afraid you will wet the bed if you sleep in my daughter's room. I think there's a non-zero chance that after I enjoy dinner and a handful of drinks with you and your friends, and there my is a friends, non-zero chance that you will wet the bed. Nikki's bed will be defiled. By you are a 33-year-old man, and you're worried about peeing in the bed. God's honest truth is that is my honest answer. Greenie, Bubba, I think no we've finally gotten to it here. I don't even know what to say. Bubba. I'm not kidding when I say this. There was a time in my life, I think I was in eighth grade, when I had to see a doctor. They, 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 they ordered a specialized buzzer for me. And so anytime fluid hit the buzzer, it woke me up in the middle of the night. I was 13 years old. This is how this problem was extinguished. I am very fearful that Tuesday morning, we won't even lead with the game. We're going to lead with the fact that I wet your daughter's bed, and I am not okay. willing to take that chance. It, it Hold on. the lead. We, can can we that. move on to something else? Oh, no, 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 I'm no, uncomfortable. No. Listen, I went to journalism school. I know how to follow up. I need to know more about this buzzer. <laughs> what do you mean buzzer? How do you press a buzzer if you're asleep? This is the deal. Do you mind if I explain this as in detail as Explain possible? it as medically as possible. My mother sewed sort of a pocket in my pajama underwear, at which point you insert this metal buzzer, which detects fluid. When, it, when fluid hits this buzzer, it creates an alarm that's attached to the top of my shirt that wakes me up as soon as I begin the process of bedwetting. Oh, my God. It worked. Within six months, this problem had been solved. But it ruined sleepovers, it ruined youth camp, it ruined much of my childhood, but the buzzer works. So you're telling me that underneath your pajamas, you're wired up like Jose Altuve (laughs) when you're 13 years old because you're peeing in the bed. Yes. Wow. You know what, Bubba, I think this actually finally explains Hembo. I think it has taken me, how long have I known you? It explains everything, right? Nearly 10 years. You're just saying Hembo as a whole, it explains everything. It really does. This is Hembo in a a nutshell. (laughs) Uh, And I didn't mean that the way it came out either. Sure does. Okay, let's move on. That's a really unfortunate choice of words by me. Okay, one more piece of business today. It's the most important one. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, it is time for Who You Got. This is Bubba's turn to shine. He puts together a series of questions uh, for me to try and answer, and they will all have a choice A or choice B or some sort of thing, and we'll see how we do. Go ahead, take it away, Bubba. Let's get in as many as we can. Real quick, I would like to say, if Hembo is officially out, I am throwing my hat in the ring for driving up from Connecticut, enjoying this game, and spending the day at the seaport with you guys on Tuesday. You are the only person. I lived in Connecticut for 20-something years. Yeah who describes coming to New York as driving up. No one has ever driven up from yeah, Connecticut uh, to New down, York. Right? That's driving down. Driving you are down. from Connecticut. You know geographically that Correct. you are driving down, That's right? Fair. You are closer to Canada than I am right now. As a consequence, you're driving I'll down. I'll say it again. I'll throw my hat in the ring. I'll drive down from Connecticut. I'll stay over, and I'll spend the day at Seaport on Tuesday. Fair, but here's the question. 
Do you need a buzzer? <laughs> I don't believe so. Oh, I'll buzz you in, Bob. <laughs> right, so long I'm as, pretty so sure long I'm buzzer-free. So long as we're safe on that front, yep. then this option is out there. All right. All right, let's do the question. Let's do it. Who you got brought to you by Granger? We're going to start picking some games like we did last year. And let's do the college game first, the big game like we've been talking about earlier today. Texas, Alabama. It's tomorrow night on ESPN. So number 11, Texas, at number 3, Alabama. Alabama's favored by 7. Who you got here? So here's my question. Last year we did an unbelievable job on this, on my picks, because I did the opposite. If every instinct you have is wrong then the opposite would have to be right. So my instinct is to say Alabama is going to win. Saban is going to establish that, that all of the, the, rumor, the rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated. He's coaching against one of his former assistants. He has historically always had great success with that. Seven is a small number for an Alabama spread. My gut tells me that Bama covers so the question is, do I go the opposite, which worked for me last year? We won the championship using the What strategy. do the numbers say? Are there, are there any, are there, is there any data I should know? There's not a lot of lean here. This is going to be a football judgment from you. Are we going the other way then? We're going the opposite. Are we trying to win? You, you won it all doing the opposite, so we got to go opposite. We're going to go opposite. Okay, then the pick is Texas plus seven. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Bubba, what's next? All right, to the NFL. Now, these are the three official Pick'em Challenge against the other radio shows. First up, Packers at Bears. This one is Chicago, minus one. Who you got here? Is is there any significant lean? The public really, really likes Chicago in this game, upwards of 70% of the public. Then this is a lock, because I love the Bears in this game. The Packers receivers are all hurt. The Bears are home, and they're coming in with all the momentum in the world. I love Chicago in this game, which 100% means the Packers are going to win the official pick. Packers plus one. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Bubba. Next up, we got Eagles at Patriots. This game is on ESPN Radio on Sunday, and this one is Philadelphia minus four. Who you got here? Anything from the public? The public's really heavy on Philadelphia in this game. 83% as we speak. Ooh, that, that's trouble Eagles. because now we're split because I always fade the public, but I think I have to fade myself more. I think the Eagles blow them out. I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. But if the public is all on them, then you got to go New England. Wait a minute, the public is on the Eagles. The public is all oh, on the then Eagles. then the public and I agree. Oh, lock. New, I'm sorry, I misunderstood, or at least I, I brought it backwards. New England, plus four. KOD, lock. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Gotta fade me. Gotta fade me and the public. I'm fading the public and I'm fading me. One more. All right, last pick em is the, the biggest game of the weekend, the most important by far. Cowboys at Giants, and I got my... My four jerseys I'm ready to hand off to Nuno if need be that he okay. that he could be wearing. It's this one is Dallas minus three and a half. Who you got here? Public. Not gonna help you here. Not gonna help you here. Meaning it's split. It's split. My gut feeling is Cowboys. I mean, I think the Cowboys are going to a better team. I think they're gonna win and I think they're gonna cover, which means the official pick is the Giants plus the three and a half. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Once again in 2023, we are doing the opposite. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. All right, the remainder of our time today will be for Bubba's other Who You Got questions. Take it away. All right, Who You Got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Wednesday was National Read a Book Day. If you could only read one book for the rest of your life, Who You Got? 
Well, I've written a lot of books. Um, and, and you know what? I mean, I, I could see Chris Russo having to answer this question. Uh, because I'll read books. I'll read books. Um, but so you're not asking me to plug one of my own books. You're asking me for a serious question. Well, if you want to read, that's the only book you want to read for the rest of your life. Now, sure. if, if, I were to, you. if I were to pick one book to read for the rest of my life, I would pick one of the, the John Irving masterpieces, of which he has four. Hotel New Hampshire, World According to Garp, um, uh, 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 The Cider House Rules, and um, what am I forgetting? What, what is the fourth one? Um, my goodness, it's been a long time. Well, anyway, I think I'll go with, with The World According to Garp. Uh, a Prayer for Owen Meany is the fourth one I was thinking. Actually, that's a great book. All right, I will go with A Prayer for Owen Meany by John Irving. Next. All right, 458 years ago today, the first city in America was founded, not Plymouth, Massachusetts, not Jamestown, but it's actually St. Augustine, Florida, named after St. Augustine, the patron saint of brewers. Great guy. If you founded a city, (laughs) what would you name it? Who you got? By the way, St. Augustine, I believe, is the home of the World Golf Hall of Fame. I think that is the Golf Hall of Fame is in St. Augustine, Florida. I'm almost positive of that. Well, if I founded a town, it would be the easiest thing in the world. It would be called Greenberg. Right? I mean, that's that's the name. I think it probably is the name of a lot of towns out there. Now, it's probably spelled with a U instead of an E, but I would absolutely name the town Greenberg or Greenland. It could be Greenland. I got I could have Greenland, which is actually pronounced Greenland. Should I call it? Should I just change it totally? Should I just call it like Greeny Town? Greentown. How about Greentown? You're overthinking this. What? It, it should be Greenberg or Greenland. It's easy. Which one? Greentown. Well, which one? What should I call it? You should call it Greenberg. Okay, Greenberg. The answer to the, the official answer to the question is Greenberg. Am I right about St. Augustine, by the yes, way? You it's are. a home of the Golf Hall of Fame. Mm. All right, keep going, Bubba. Go. All right, it's hard to believe, but 57 years ago tomorrow, Adam Sandler was born in Brooklyn, New York. He grew up in New Hampshire, and then he made some movies. We all had a great time watching them. Who you got as your favorite Sandler movie? Oh, wow. I think my favorite Adam Sandler movie is The Wedding Singer. Because I think it's the best movie. Like, I think some of the others are funnier. Happy Gilmore, sure. Billy Madison, the pure comedies that are, are funnier. But they're, they're, not, they're not even really movies. They're just a sort of an excuse to make a bunch of jokes. He then started making uh, m- movies that have more of a plot, like Big Daddy and Wedding Singer. I really like Wedding Singer. What, what's the right answer to this, Bubs? Wedding Singer? I mean, the best movie he made, I think, was Uncut Gems. See, I didn't even see that. That's the serious movie, right? Really That's the good. One yeah. They thought he was going to yeah. get nominated for an Oscar for yeah. that. And then he also made Hustle last year, which I really liked, the uh, Sixers movie. That's the one where he was a basketball agent yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that either. I, I will. It's got to be a comedy, though. Adam is known for his com- I, I will go with Wedding Singer. You got time for one more super quick or no? Um, yeah. According to the University of Michigan, a hot dog costs you 36 minutes of your life. So are you dropping hot dogs and siding with Michigan, or are you going to have a couple of hot dogs tonight? Who you got? Every hot dog you eat costs you 36 minutes of your I life? Mean, that's what Michigan says. What do they know? 36 minutes of your life. I mean, again, Michigan, what do they know? My point is you could eat hot dogs every day for the rest of your life and it only cost you like a week. <laughs> that was Joey Chestnut a lot. I wasn't going to eat one anyway. All right, yeah, Joey Chestnut has actually been dead for 15 yeah, years. Rough news for Chestnut. See you Monday. I'll read books. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. 
Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcasts.